Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today is no exception. We have an amazing guest. He's a repeat guest on the show. He's none other than Mr. George Ross. George worked in the Trump Organization as Donald's right-hand man for close to 47 years. Prior to that, he worked for Saul Goldman at Goldman and DiLorenzo, where he did 703 transactions over a 10-year period, and he wrote every single one of those deals personally. He's the author of two best-selling books on real estate and negotiation. He taught at the law school at NYU for over 20 years. And on today's show, I'm talking with George Ross about a specific case study in negotiation, specifically the U.S. Trying specifically the U.S.-China trade negotiations. Listen to my conversation with George Ross. Good evening, George. Hi, how are you? Excellent. Excellent. Happy New Year. Thank you. You too. Let's hope it's a good one. Likewise. A lot going on. (laughs) Likewise. And belated happy birthday as well. Thank you much. I know it starts with a nine. Yes, and ends with a two. (laughs) That's wonderful. (laughs) Yeah, it's good. Just another year. As long as the mind is good, everything is okay. Exactly. And let's uh, let's dive right in. Good. This one's really out of the news. Uh, maybe a little bit of a momentary distraction from all the impeachment proceedings. We are a year now into the trade negotiations with China, and it's been a year mm-hmm. full of uncertainty, lots of noise about the tariffs, how they've hurt the economy, and lots of wonder whether the negotiation has even been effective. Now, it looks like we've got at least a partial agreement that's been reached. And mm-hmm. it's kind of an interesting case study in negotiation, a topic that's near and dear to your heart, for sure. That's true. So as the author of the definitive book on negotiation and professor <laughs> on negotiation at the law school at NYU for close to 20 years, if Donald was in your class and the China negotiation was his class project for the year, what would you give him as a mark for the class project? What went well, what didn't? The class project? Yeah. I would give him 100%. In other words, the, the reason I'd say I would give them 100% is it's important to know who you're dealing with. And the, the culture is very important. I've done lots of deals, not a lot, but I've done quite a few deals with the Chinese. It's a different culture. It's a t- you, can, you can agree on something today, you can put it in writing, and, um, and the, next, uh, the next day they'll tell you they never agreed to it, or it's like we never discussed it. They don't tell they're backing out or anything. They're not embarrassed. They just say, well, let's, we have to talk more. So that's the nature of the culture. They don't like to finish something. They like to keep talking and see if they can renegotiate and get a better deal. In this instance uh, that came about, the only reason that they're talking or they're ready to do it is that the tariffs are working, that the, the disproportionate trade balance between the United States and China is so great that the Chinese ultimately, in order for their economy, they have to do they have to talk. And they have to do something as reluctant as they are to do it. And this all takes a lot of time. And uh, the nature of their negotiation, they don't care time. And it, it, it's a different philosophy that, uh, as to how they feel. That's the Asian philosophy. For example, in one of the trade, one of the meetings that had to do in, there was a meeting with, with, the, with North Korea uh, years ago in Pyongyang. And there was a meeting set up, the, the Americans had figured the meeting, they, they, re, they had, make hotel reservations for seven days. The Chinese made it for four months. Interesting. That's the difference in the philosophy as to how long you think something's going to get done. 
So the uh, I think everything basically is t- going a period of time, and eventually uh, you know reach some kind of an agreement. Why? Because it is so disproportionate. It's the Chinese benefit to get a lot of these tariffs reduced. The United States is the biggest importer of all of their products. If now their products come with a higher price tag, that hurts that hurts Chinese and will, will cut them. Will reduce their market share of the United States uh, economy. And it's a question of time and how they're going to do it. And there's going to be a lot of fuss. And we're not going to do this. We are going to do this. How's it going to work out? A lot of pain and aggravation, but ultimately it will get done. And I think the thing as far as Donald Donald's going to, he understands the difficulty of dealing with the, with the, with the foreign economy, with the foreign countries. And they've been doing it for all these years. They've been, nobody's ever gone after him before. It takes, it takes a certain period of time for them to realize that he's serious. And uh, he is serious. And it's a question of time. It has to be something that has to get done. And it will. It will because it should be. You're dealing with like a, a difference of $800, $800 million, uh, you know, $800 billion a year. That's a big, big swing. So, uh, and the, also the stealing of intellectual property. And if an American company wanted to go into China, they had to give the, China, the, the Chinese government a piece of, the, a piece of their company. So it was very, very restrictive, and it's uh, it's it's panning out. It's going to be a lot of aggravation. It's going to be a lot of stars stop and go. But I think ultimately there will be some kind of a resolution that should be done, because of the uh, the fact that it makes sense to do it. But the both sides have to agree. But as far as a lesson in in negotiation, understand it, basically that you deal with an entirely different culture with a different idea, and they can smell weakness. They have up to anything. If they think you're weak, forget it. You're not going to make the deal you thought you were going to make. And my personal feeling with everything is going on in the United States, they think the, that, that, that Trump is a lot weaker than he is, and they're taking advantage of it. And I would, I can't blame them at this. If you think you've got an advantage on your opponent, you did, you take advantage of it. So that's the story there. Well, and I know just in terms of context, uh, I know you're giving Donald full marks here, and I know you're not a Donald fan, even though you work for him for so many years. I am not. So for you to give no. him that higher mark, it... Well, no, you, you wait a minute. Oh, you, said, you, you, you asked me a specific question. Yes, you said, correct. How, how would I, how would I, what would I give him a mark on this as a, as a, a project of what he's doing in this particular instance? Yes. I said I would give him a high mark because he's doing... As the best that can be done when you deal with an, ad- an adversary such as what as China, with everything that's gone on, and understand the basic. The, one of the problems is how long has this been going on for China with the prior administrations? So you're now talking about lots of years and lots of administrations that have let let China do what they wanted, and it's a long time before they suddenly realize, wait a minute, you know, there's a new kid in town. It's not going to work out. And get them to believe it, it takes it takes it's hard to do. And I said, I think he's doing the best he can with the with the hand he was dealt. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, in this particular agreement, the question of intellectual property was kind of put to the side. It wasn't really dealt with very effectively. Is that just version two point or is it? Are we going to be? Li- no, that would be version two point because it, it's it's the the type the question of intellectual property has many many facets. There are all, all, things, all things that are involved, and, and they, they have to be dealt with separately. The question is, what happens now if they, if they steal your, your technology and they don't own honor? You could never forget 
you can patent anything you want. You never get, you're never going to enforce a patent in China. Right. They would do what they want. So it's a question of stealing the finished product or they stealing the, the, the technology that went into it and all kinds of parts. Also the, everything else that is going on. There are so many variations when it comes to artificial intelligence and technology that you have to really step it out and say, well, this one will handle that way. And this one will handle that way. You can't do it on a broad, a broad brush. It doesn't work. It's too complex. So I think that they realize it and that they say, okay, here's how we're going to handle it. First of all, you've got to stop uh, stealing our intellectual property, which means that you're going to have to honor our trade patents or what have you. That's a big step. They've never done that in the past. Well, the other, the other part is access to the Chinese market, and I've experienced this firsthand, is that if you want to do business in China, you can you simply don't get free market access. You have to partner no. with a local company and license, and license your technology to that local company to manufacture That is correct, locally. if you want to do business in China, absolutely. And you give the Chinese government a piece of the action. That was the cost of admission in the order to deal in China. Now, it's a, and, and well, that, that's the reason you did that. Most of the American cars are not available in China because the, the duties were too high. They couldn't come in there. They had to, they had to give up too much. But when it comes to some of the some of the products which we have, uh, you you don't need that uh, the, the same degree of protection. But it's a it's it's two different philosophies. Ours and theirs. They have to meet on some type of a common ground. But that's not easy. It's very complex. And this is a, a, a step in the right direction, but that's all it is. My, I would anticipate that the, when you get to the second step, there's going to be more discussion and argument. And they may say, well, we're not going to agree to that, even though we agreed to the first one. There's going to be a lot of negotiation because that's the nature of their, uh, their culture. Well, they negotiate, negotiate, negotiate. And eventually you get it done, but it's, it's frustrating as could be. One of the things I noticed in the negotiation was that Donald was not afraid to play hardball in the middle when things looked like they were taking too long, he, he doubled down and said, okay, we're going to increase the tariffs. We'll increase them again. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of a, that's a bold move. That's all. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're going to say, fine, make it hurt, make it hurt even more. Even though there's a lot of, uh, uh, you know, angst in the, in the United States with the farmers and everything else, it, the tariffs are all going to hurt somebody. Somebody's going to have to pay for them. No question about it. Or you don't sell the product in the, in the tool market which is China, which is a major market. But that's what happens. You know, uh, as I had said before, and your people can tell me, well, Robert Moses had the right uh, saying when he said it, you can't make an omelet if you won't break the eggs. So this is basically where you are, and it's tough. But he's doing, I think, the best that could be done under the circumstance. He's strong enough to do it. He's not afraid. And take all the gaff that will come through between with the politics that are involved in the United States, but you can't make everybody happy. You know, it's it, it's interesting because on the one hand, it looks there's this appearance that Donald very much wants to be liked, and that's important to him. And yet, on the other hand, it looks in in reality he doesn't care. No, he no he cares, but he, but but you have to figure out what's the what's the cost involved to be liked. And I think what has what's come through, and this is uh, basically uh, that he recognizes, and we recognize that, is when you're on the when you're the, the president, you're on the top, right? And somebody said, the higher up the ladder you go, the more your ass is exposed. And that's what he's got. So whatever he does, somebody's going to criticize. You didn't do this. You should have done it sooner. Should have. But you're not there. In other words, you're not making the decision. What would you do if you made it? And whatever you did 
somebody's going to tell you you're wrong. You should have done it harder, softer, later, earlier, whatever. Everything is subject to criticism. You can't do anything which is going to have universal appeal. But that's the nature of the office. I love it. I love you know? it. Well, you got the same thing. You got wait, wait a minute. Let me push throws one back to you. Sure. All right. What are you, what is what is what is do you what are they going to do in Canada because of the shooting down of the plane? Very good question. My my feeling is probably not much. Well, but meanwhile, before you shot down Canadian citizens. Yep. It happened to be uh, it happened to be Iranian citizens too. That dual citizenship. Correct. But here you have a there was, a, there was just a blatant act. It wasn't intentional, but meanwhile, you hundred and thirty some odd uh, souls were lost. Now, what's what's Canada going to do about it? Uh, excellent question. In fact, it came out today that there might have been a second missile that hit the aircraft uh, thirty seconds after the first one. What's so what? Some, you don't need more. One took it down. Okay. Right. If somebody had a had a, uh, a, a, a sticky finger at the, or a quick trigger finger, trigger finger, so what? But now I'm going to you didn't put, didn't answer the question. What is Canada going to do about it? What is the what are the the the, the, the people in Canada going to do? I think they're going to hold a memorial what's service. The, what's the, what are they? How are they going to handle? Yeah, it? they're going to hold a memorial service, and that's about it. That's fine. That's good. That, which which uh, also the memorial service, and the people in uh, Iran held a memorial service for the uh, the guy who was killed. Yep. That was assassinated. Yep. Sure, but that's a meanwhile you have a, a hostile act. I agree that it was accidental. It wasn't intentional. This was somebody that boy did it. But nevertheless, you now had a plane with Canadian citizens shot out of the sky in 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 Iran. Yep. At the airport, right out of the airport. It requires some kind of a some kind of a response. I don't know what it is. But it'd be interesting for me anyway to see what he's going to do. I think if there was to be some form of response, it would have come out by now. But so far, there's been nothing. Yeah. So far, there's been nothing. Yeah. What does that tell you? Yeah. That tells you that they don't they don't know what to do. That's right. You don't want to you don't want to antagonize Iran, right? At this point, because it was that. But nevertheless, you got all these Canadian citizens which were which were killed. So what are you going to do? Nothing. I don't know. It's a tough one, but that's your problem, or you know, Canadian problem. Correct. I'll be interested to see what happens. Yeah. But Agreed. it's a toughie. Agreed. I love my conversations with George, and I learn something from him every single time. He brings a depth, a perspective, and wisdom to every aspect of negotiation. He's just such a master, and I learn from him every single time. I love George's question about how he compares and contrasts the American response to a hostile act versus the Canadian response to a hostile act. There isn't a clear answer, but from a negotiation standpoint, it's definitely something to think about. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. <laughs>